the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Liberty in America is under assault. We no longer live in a reality that includes property rights. We're no longer the kings of our own castle. We no longer enjoy the true benefits of capitalism. Instead, we're negotiating our rights with our own government. This isn't how our country was founded. These aren't the ideas of our founders. It's time to seize back our country. This is the Liberty Hour, where these important issues will be discussed for the sake of America's future. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Constitution in the other, here's your host, Sean Thompson. This is the Liberty Hour podcast. I've got good news in there. Good news. we got kids working on it right now. Hopefully within the next week. What do you think, Justin? Week? What the hell do you know? So you got a mirror in your house. You look at how you dress. He doesn't know anything. Anybody who dresses like Cookie the Clown doesn't know anything. But possibly in the next week, the Liberty Hour podcast may be available from the Elmhurst Cigar House as long as I do own it. Um, and this way... Instead of calling, you people will be able to stop by, knock on the door. I could yell at you through the glass if I don't like you. This is all going to be very exciting. Yeah, but for now, we can take your calls if you care to participate. It's 312-642-5600. Did you load those clips I asked you to? Still need a few minutes. All right. Obviously, you're not in the union, but it's probably why you're not getting that $15 an hour all the socialists are raving you should get. However, what I do have are some of the clips that you loaded for from the morning show. Is that correct? All right, very good. And the other one I sent you is, I'm assuming, this one. So here, um, I don't want to talk about the racist thing anymore because it's just stupid. It's just stupid. If you listen to the Liberty Hour radio show, I cover all that. It isn't about racism. It's about deception. It's about the fact that the Democrats who profit immensely from voter stupidity, from willful ignorance, and from voter dependence, they don't want you to unmake the connection between the fact that the American slums are the base of the phony, corrupt, Democrat mafia calling themselves Democrats, preaching socialist utopia. Each and every ghetto is represented by Democrats. Don't make the connection. Whatever you do. Don't make the connection because it will turn out to be you're a racist. And that's the reality of what's going on. They hide behind this phony virtue shield. And in the meantime, what has happened is they've been hoisted by their own petard. Because I'm going to tell you what happens, kid. Donald Trump has won a far greater percentage of the minority vote than the Democrats are comfortable with. Now, how did he do it? Some say it's it's the reputation be it true or untrue, of the uh, accredited business investor slash carnival barker, whatever it is. And that's true to a certain extent. Others is maybe the people who live in these ghettos are sick of it. As you watch here on Chicago, did you see the horrific thing, kid, about those two women getting shot on that corner? 
Here they are, anti-violence people. What are you, nuts? Drive by, you shoot two women. Goes to show you, I can't decide which is the bigger failure. The welfare system that said that all we had to do was give people money and somehow they'd be good people. Or the education system taught by those Teamster truck drivers with the love handles on their neck as they shove donuts in their mouth asking for more raises every damn year with their phony baloney pensions. And moreover, their phony success. Another failure by government telling you that it's succeeding. It's just nobody's fault that the kids that go through the Chicago public school system, by and large, and I know I don't say all, but a massive, by and large, for those of you who went to CPS, means a bigger percentage than the others are morons. Sorry, it's just the reality of, of, of the way things work. How you're kicking them through the grades and you've lowered the standards so that when they do become 18, they can't read the damn newspaper to show how you've been screwing them for 35 years. But anyway, they could tell because even people who were raised in ghettos don't like them. And they are winning the Donald Trump vote. Donald Trump is is resonating with people who aspire to be better tomorrow than they are today. See, that's what the Democrats do not understand. Now, how did he do it? Well, he's a hybrid. He's almost a Republican, neocon, and he seized that phony, phony populism and phony America first nonsense that the Democrats have been spewing since they conned America's labor force into joining unions. It's the same bullshit. See, I love being on the podcast. I can say bullshit now. Uh It's the same bullshit. Let's say it a lot. Love it. You know how hard it is for a guy like me on Sunday, or when I fill in for Joe Walsh, to catch myself saying BS? It's really quite difficult. So anyway, let's play a couple of the clips, because this is my argument, and has been. I was the first on 560 to spot... The Democrat talking point, phony, phony populism in the name of a fake patriotism. But what does it show you? The willingness of the American consumer, worker, whatever, to be slaves, to be led, to turn over their property in their ideas and their business to a collective few. Because all they have to do is think that they're representing them. And here you go, Peter Navarro. Here you go, Lighthouser. Steve Mnuchin, you Liza Minnelli-looking freak who bought the third wife. I love it. So out, But we're against prostitution as long as they become wives. Anyway, here you go. Take all of our rights. I should have put my phone on silent. Put all of our, take all of our, 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 our business and our trading. Take it all. Take it all, and you guys make the decision, right, as we demonize countries. Because what you don't want to focus on is when you demonize the country, you can then tax the person, the consumer. And then you could say all kinds of nonsense like China's paying taxes. If I hear that stupid line one more time, my head's going to blow off. I can't decide who it's stupid. Who, who makes it more ridiculous, Trump or his sycophants? It's just sickening to me. Oh, and listen, all of you people, don't get... I'm you're, You must be a never-Trumper. What are you, a Democrat? No, no, no. They're communists pretending to be socialists running as Democrats. They're by far the dirtier piece of garbage. But I got news for you. The people who are preaching this collectivist nonsense bullshit, whether it's the Fed manipulation, we're going to get to all that, or whether it's the control of every consumer product, 
because it's unpatriotic for the cons- for the American consumer to seek value. Unpatriotic, and I got to bolster up these fraud unions, these scam artists, scumbags from the UAW to the other welders and the steel workers and all of these idiots. Oh, I what are you anti-American? No, I'm anti-gangster, and that's what a union is. And all of you who are in it, you know it's a gangster union. That's why you're in it. Because you want that break time, you want the vacation time, and you want to pretend that your work is somehow better than everybody else's. Yet you're afraid of the competition. You're afraid of all the competition. And if you were better, you'd welcome it. See, that's the difference. But I spotted that scam when I was a teenager. Bullshit unions. Those are for people too weak to cut their own deal. Too insecure to let their product be judged by the consumer. The American Communist Union. And boy, is it patriotic. <laughs> Nothing's more patriotic than the UAW. Bunch of drunks in forest preserves on break time. Yet I got to pretend that that Chrysler is, doesn't suck. Yo, it's good. You made it look real fancy. Idiots. All right, let's go to the clip here. When David Stockman was budget director back in 1985, the national debt was approaching oh, $2 minute, trillion. Wait a minute, wait a which is, caused- I got to reset that, kid, because this is my favorite of all. All of the Republican, let's say you were, you were pretended that there was somehow a good union or there was somehow no corporatism with George Bush. I don't care if it's just the old man or, uh, or uh, W, the other buffoon. Or, or there was no scam artist corporatism with Nixon. No, no, no. Nixon didn't add the bureaucracies. No, no, no. All those OSHA, EPA, even the schools, which was signed by Carter, was the, the brainchild of Nixon. Also, the scumbag who took us off the gold standard so that that could explode. Guess what he was? A Republican. Republican. So all of you economic illiterates out there who pretend the Republicans are the good guys, Here's how you know you're full of shit, too, as you wave your Trump flag. Here you go. When David Stockman was budget director back in 1985, Under the national debt was approaching $2 trillion, which caused some alarm. Today, it's approaching $22 trillion, no which deal. means we are, once again, pressing up against the congressionally imposed limit on government borrowing. Welcome now, David Stockman, President Reagan's budget director, over $16 trillion. No, that's uh, not over $16 trillion, but I'd like it if you did have that much money. He's the <laughs> author of Peak Trump, The Undrainable Swamp, and The Fantasy of MAGA. And he's also a former investment banker and corporate executive. He's coming back to Bloomberg for today's conversation in chief. So welcome, David. Good to have you. Now, before I let David Stockman talk, I have heard for well over 20 years how this guy, this guy in particular, held Reagan's hand and helped him, helped him with his budget, tried to pull him into economic uh, reasonable philosophy that didn't massively add to the debt because Reagan, unlike Trump, was actually a capitalist. Reagan, unlike Trump, actually wanted to turn over business to you. Reagan is the creator of the yuppie of, by the way, I don't care all this number fluffing you hear from these idiots. The unemployment's at its lotus for all races and all creeds and all sexes. You'll never hear of a Donald Trump yuppie. Most of you don't even know what a yuppie is. But a yuppie was an entrepreneur. A yuppie was somebody who was expanding because business itself was expanding. It wasn't a numbers-cooked loan debt scheme like today. 
where the only numbers you're getting, the only stock prices that are really relevant, are those who are borrowing debt to buy back their own stock or expand, uh, uh, accumulate companies they otherwise wouldn't be if it weren't for relieved credit uh, uh, assumption that now all you have to do is have an LLC and you qualify for a $300,000 loan. Because what Trump is doing is a scam. It's a numbers cook. Don't get me wrong, still better than Ocasio-Cortez and the communists, but it sucks too. When David Stockman was budget director back in 1985, the national debt was approaching $2 trillion, which caused some alarm. Today, it's approaching $22 trillion, which means we are, once again, pressing up against the congressionally imposed limit on government borrowing. Welcome now, David Stockman, President Reagan's budget director, over $16 trillion. No, that's uh, not over $16 trillion, but I'd like it if you did have that much money. He's the author of Peak Trump, The Undrainable Swamp, and The Fantasy of MAGA. And he's also former investment banker and corporate executive. He's coming back to Bloomberg for today's conversation in chief. So welcome, David. Good to have you. Well, it's obvious the swamp has not been drained. No shit. Because when we took office in January 1981, the debt was actually under $1 trillion. And the first thing to his great regret that Ronald Reagan had to do was ask Congress for an increase in the debt ceiling above trillion, uh, a trillion dollars. Uh, he, uh, unfortunately, was never able to slow down uh, the growth of the debt because the tax cut got too big, defense got out of control. But that's where it all started. Remember, in 1980, that one trillion dollars was 30 percent of GDP. It had taken a long time to get to that one trillion dollar mark. In fact, 38 presidents 38 before presidents him. To get uh, to here we trillion. are today, 22 trillion, and it's actually objectively, this is the important thing, built in 40 trillion. By the end of this 10-year cycle, unless we do something to change fundamental policy, tax, and spending. And- so that's if we do, we have to do something, or it will be at $40 trillion very soon. Now, not only aren't we doing what should be done to correct it, One Donald J. Trump is doubling down on stupid, whether it's the $2 million infrastructure boondoggle payoff scheme to contributors, or it's this insane budget that jacks it up by their calculations, $400 billion, but it takes away the sequestration, which adds that baseline budgeting that all the phony conservatives cared so much about under Uh, Barack Obama. Now you could give a shit about it. Now you're chanting for it to increase. Because you don't want the Republicans stand for nothing. Defense and entitlements will be at forty trillion, one hundred and forty percent of GDP. You can't That's really right. live with that when the baby boomers retiring and they're all going on social security. Well, which raises a question: Does it really matter? I mean, we, we were in a panic. We went to two trillion. Now we're at twenty-two trillion. The country didn't fall apart. We are now have people. This is the new Republican mantra. What this idiot's saying: Does it really matter? I heard in the cigar store yesterday, somebody said, let's just forgive the debt. What are you, stupid? You owe the debt to yourself. I tell you what, there's so many stupid son of a bitches out there. And yet they they all have opinions, just like asses. They all have opinions. The reality is they're so detached from morality and from righteousness and from economic fundamentals. You have Americans talking about stiffing future Americans. See, we owe the debt to ourselves, dummy. China doesn't own your debt. I mean, outside of a Trump rally, which is really one of those wrestling matches, for you people with an IQ over seven, China owes a fraction, a minuscule fraction. All foreign entities owe less than $5 trillion. 
Maybe it's six now with the extortion play. The rest of it is owed to your future. Now, you want to argue about why it should be? Maybe that's because you don't understand. Maybe when it comes to currency manipulation, if you really think about it, maybe the bad guy is us. Maybe the one who made the rest of the world just agree at the tip of a spear to use the dollar as the world currency or will kill you. And then we go off the gold standard and then we mindlessly print every six months quantitative easing. The big argument Trump has is he doesn't want that bullshit to stop, let alone tightening, let alone taking the money back out of the phony economy. And here's the Republicans with their head on. What are you, you? He's not a racist. I don't give a shit what the racism nonsense is. You're bankrupting generations of all colors, of all races. You're casting the citizens into servants. The whole time you're deceiving them with this dance of phony patriotism. Your only hope is to seek value for your dollar. Modern monetary theory saying it doesn't matter. And by the way, they're from the left and the right saying, you know what, as long as we're the, the, the globe's currency, we can borrow as much as we want. Yeah. That's ridiculous. That's utterly ridiculous because if that were true, why bother with 22 trillion of debt? Let's have 50 trillion, 100 trillion. Let's, let's dump up, money out of the sky from helicopters and tell everybody to have a party. Who needs to work? Just have the government or the Fed print the money. That's crazy as hell. And we've reached the point where we are today on the debt because the Fed is accommodated the Congress over and over with these uh, easy policies that have made it possible to finance the debt at artificially low interest rates. But, you know, we have 400 trillion, uh, I mean, we had 4.5 trillion balance sheet at the Fed, 22 trillion worldwide. It's the central banks that have enabled the politicians to pretend that there's free lunches, that fiscal doesn't matter, that the debt can keep growing. Well, you know, it's it's not it's not sustainable and that's why as i hear republicans and even moron supporters call for phony extorted debt and low interest rates so that the phony baloney money truck keeps going on and you could pretend that this is a successful economy as you talk right out of your ass and beg to stiff your grandkids you have yet to meet It shows you the character of our nation. It's a phony patriotism. If you were patriotic at all, you would demand that this stop, this cycle of fraud and abuse and tyranny. Guaranteed taxation of the future is debt. It's like Illinois. For those of you living here and saying, I should move. You know, they run it poorly. It's bankrupt. All of you are right, by the way, that say that. And then you turn around and cheer for Donald Trump to extort the Fed. There's something not connecting in your brain. Is it too much stopovers after, after uh, uh, work at the tavern? What exactly gives you the idea that somehow that's patriotism because you extort your fellow neighbor to pay more for his items? It's like I'm living in bizarro world. And I know it's a Republican. And listen, don't get me wrong. I'll come out on the radio and I fill in for Joe Walsh. Clearly, Trump is a better piece of shit than the socialists. But that's really what it is. Pick the cleanest piece. But don't pretend it it isn't what it is. It's nonsense. It's fraud. And you're cheering for it because you think somehow it's conservative. Those words should never leave the lips of a Donald Trump supporter again. 
You're not conservative. You're a Democrat. And the beauty of what Donald Trump did is he stole the Democrat bullshit from the Democrats and claimed it his own. And somehow he's got the rest of the population cheering for it. It's all great. And here, as as I drove in today, and I listened to only conservative talk radio, I heard the phony conservative news talk about how Donald Trump, China's not living up to their obligation to buy agricultural products at extremely inflated prices, as he bragged about. Well, why in the hell? What is wrong with people? You want to force other countries to buy products they normally wouldn't buy or don't need. See, that's why you'll never have free trade. That's why you'll never have capitalism, because you don't have the integrity and the principles and fundamentals to understand or support it. You like this strongman BS. You like the fact that the president is willfully intimidating both countries and the Federal Reserve and other little areas in the country. You like it. You call for the strongman and you want it. Don't pretend you're conservative or a Republican or a constitutionalist, which half of the people couldn't handle the freedom that the Constitution guarantees. You don't want the liberty and the responsibility because in it has failure. And that's what you're really afraid of. The only difference between socialists and Republicans is the clothes. It's like me and the kid in there. He wears leotards. I don't like them. That's the only difference between today's Democrats and and today's Republicans. No offense, I'm sure those leotards are comfortable, and I promise I'm not noticing how it's grabbing the crotch. All right, let's go to the real scumbags. We had a great meeting, and we will be continuing to negotiate. And I promised that uh, for at least the time being, we're not going to be lifting tariffs on China. We won't be adding an additional, uh, you know, tremendous amount of... Well, that's a lie. And you could tell by the stammer and the stutter, because this this is from three and a half weeks ago. He did add he did add percentages. He did add tariffs. He's right. He didn't take them off, but he did add to the pressure and he did add to the extortion. Because like everybody else, like every phony bully who never won a fight, Donald Trump is a in in my opinion a real puss. He's not really uh, the tough guy he his persona is. I mean, he may look like it when he stands next to the other guys, but like everybody else. As a businessman, he didn't do what he's saying right now. In fact, he's got a long history of not buying American products, of not hiring union workers, of breaking the exact laws and, and, and rules and extortion he's now implementing. The real Donald Trump isn't anything like this fraud you see in the office. I mean, if you believe this bullshit, you believe him and Melania are making out in between breaks. We have, I guess, $350 billion left, uh, which could be taxed or could be tariffed, and we're not doing that. Yeah. We're, uh, we're going to work he was with honest. He said tax. China on where we left off to see if we can make a deal. China is going to start. Uh, they're going to be consulting with us, and they're going to start spending money even during the negotiation to our farmers, our great farmers in the Midwest. None of which are great farmers in the Midwest that you bailed out three times already, right? You're cutting your fourth check as we speak. You're talking about cutting another one. That used to be called socialism when the Democrats did it. used to be called, I think they hide behind the word subsidies. It's a fraud, none the same. It's just the, we're so unmoored from the principles that it's pick a Democrat. But make no mistake about it, in 2020, you're, you're electing a Democrat. 
You're electing a, t- a, a, a tinkering, economic, hands-on, strongman Democrat who will pick winners and losers forever, and that's now called conservative Republicans. And every once in a while, spit out Reagan. Spit out the word Reagan when you couldn't last with the real Reagan. And, and you want to know what's funny? Most people have no idea that Reagan actually, prior to being elected president, had weekly addresses where he talked about capitalism and trade. David Stockman, Milton Friedman, these were his true advisors. This was the philosophy that Reagan aligned himself with. He would have been absolutely and totally offended. And you want to know something? If he would have ran against Donald Trump, he would have won. He would have won because he had principles. Trump doesn't have any. What's for sale this week? Tell us what you know, what you're allowed to tell us about where you think these talks really stand right now. Look, I think they're, uh, the leader is right. I think the administration's so very... I didn't set that up. This is a Trump advisor, and every once in a while what they do is they kick out the Trump advisors and they put them on uh, different networks, and they spin their ideas, and they, you know, propagandize. This is... Uh, this is Russia's version of Pravda, only this time we talk. And this guy is a Trump advisor who's talking about the strong-arming techniques, not of the Federal Reserve, talking about the strong-arm technique, techniques, not of just the steel industry, which Lighthouser, his advisor, was a lobbyist for, that, by the way, since Donald Trump has been in office, profits have risen 25% and competition eliminated. And now you have American steel companies buying the foreign steel, stamping it with USA, selling it to the idiots at an inflated price, and the workers never worked. And they didn't touch it, and it's all a bunch of crock gaga. All right, let's get back to uh, the Trump advisor, also known as a lying propagandist. Tell us what you know, what you're allowed to tell us about where you think these talks really stand right now. Look, I think uh, the leader is right. I think the administration is very excited that the uh, Chinese have asked to come back to the table. I think it's, it's a good sign from within the White House and from within the administration, uh, which is all fantastic. Them, you know, asking them to go to Shanghai is a bit of a question mark as to why Shanghai, but I think it's, uh, it's good to, they're so going optics, anyway. Right? Well, it's always Beijing, Shanghai. It's, uh, okay. you know, where, it, there's a bit of a question there, but, uh, but look, I think it's the, uh, it's, we're making good progress, I think, what does that mean, though? When but people ex- say ex- we're making good progress, what are we making progress <laughs> on exactly? Man. Expectations are low for a deal coming out of this, right. this meeting, though. So, uh, look, I think that the administration, I, look, I know from our, our point, from this, our administration, they want a robust deal. So something that's going to be small. They can't afford a deal. This is all election year bullshit. They cannot afford to have a deal. They cannot afford to have the American people seek out value that isn't fluffing up the phony GDP. They can't afford for you to have a choice. This is the same nonsense that came out of every socialist country that implemented the the collective economy where it controlled and it profited and it extorted its citizens and others who wanted to do business. This is like Venezuela opening up trade. By the way, the, the, the control we turned over to the king is the exact same control Venezuela turned over to Chavez. Donald Trump administration and the modern-day conservatives cannot afford to allow you to have freedom. They need to have you under their thumb. Um, I think it's going to be something that they're not excited about. Um, and they're also, I think they're, they're a little upset, I think, right now with the linkage of some technology companies um, around, around the trade right. talks. Um, so I think you know they want to to distance those those conversations. Do so you think well. there's an opportunity for them to delink the Huawei situation from these trade talks, even though they seem to be almost inextricably linked at the moment? 
from our, our point of view, I think that that's, that's the goal. And how do you do that? Uh, careful negotiation. I, uh, you know, I, I look, Ambassador Lighthouser has been a friend a long time. He's a very skilled negotiator. Ambassador Lighthouser is a scumbag, slip and fall lawyer who was a lobbyist paid by steel companies to corrupt politicians into favorable laws, favorable regulations. Lighthouser is today what he has been for 40 years, a political pimp prostituting political influence. Now wrap your arms around him. Go ahead. I guess you could only do it if you have no idea what's wrong with government. That these scum lawyers and lobbyists pimp out the power by paying off the individual politicians to vote favorably, regulate harshly against competitors. That's all Lighthouser is. Now listen to how he's fluffed up by this propagandist scum, a.k.a. Trump advisor. Skilled a lawyer, and I, and, uh, I know that, that they'll do our, their best to make sure that these talks are, are not. It's a harder thing to do after that Brandon Washington Post article came out linking Huawei with helping North Koreans build out their infrastructure, their wireless infrastructure, right? I mean, to make the case that it should be decoupled, you got to make the case that it's not, uh, well, first, it's not economic and that it's not national security, I would think. Yeah, look, the trade agreements can be seen as, as economic agreements, right, and not, not national security agreements. And so if you, if you look But it was at the that, administration's move to make it linked to a national security issue. Sure, I understand. I, so I, all of a sudden they're going to back off. That, that doesn't look good. Well, look, it doesn't matter because Trump is the, is the mitigator of righteousness. He's the arbitrator of your thoughts. He says it's a danger. It's a danger. He says it's no longer a danger. It's not a danger. Now it's about trade. But this is a more important thing. Listen to how, how easily we have surrendered the macroeconomic philosophy of what American business people are allowed to do. All business, then, should go through the portal of government, government acceptance and government rubber stamp and government agreement. Why? I thought that the government worked for me. I didn't think I had to work for the government. You know, I'm going to tell a quick story here. This is, this is 25 years ago, maybe more. I used to work at the uh, Mercantile Exchange, and there was a kid there who I loved. His name was Salvatore Fragali. How's that for a tag? I loved him. And he was a good kid, very Italian kid, Park Ridge, I believe it was. And he was our boss. He was an order filler, and we were clerks. I was you know, 19 years old. And he you know, was like not much older than us. And he was living like a regular adult. He had married. He was a broker. He was making a ton of money. And he married a girl who was from, I want to say Switzerland, but I'm not. It's, it's been so many years, man. So he goes to Switzerland. And you know how kids are. We talk. He comes back, and he's got these mints that are kind of a licorice and they're from switzerland and he loved them and he bought a case of them and he brought them back and he's given them to me and i said no sell this is amazing this shit is phenomenal we should really set up a business and import this from switzerland this is i'm a kid i'm 19 years old now so he says you know what that's a good idea here we are we're at the mark we're doing okay i'm making a not a tremendous amount of money but i don't have a family you know when you make 70, 80 grand, you don't have a family. That's a lot of money, kid. So I hire a lawyer. We get involved. I, he sends me, we look into importing, go through the whole process. I'm looking at the whole thing. And we can sell this licorice. We can buy it and transport it here. We can sell this licorice at almost half of what Wrigley gum was. And this shit was phenomenal. Blew away Wrigley gum. So we start the process. We get it started. And all of a sudden, we get into this tariff that was implemented at that time 
It was under the uh, the Clinton administration. And that's my first example of, wait a minute, this tariff literally triples the cost of importing it. I could buy it in Switzerland. I could send it over here. But for me to get it out of uh, 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 customs, I had to pay three times the cost of the product itself to the American government. And then I was supposed to, you know, just triple it and get it. So you kill the whole fucking, you kill the whole business. I almost swore to her. Sorry. You kill the whole freaking business. And who's in control of that? Well, the, at that time, the candy and gum lobby were in control of that. And I said, well, how could this possibly be the product? And not a kid, not a guy. Now, we're all, you got to remember, when I'm down there, the kids are from 18 to 70 were the employee, uh, employees of the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. From 18 to 70, loved it. I used to have guys walk over, old men. Hey, give me some of that licorice. So I said to myself, this is amazing. And then you look into who controls all that. And you'd be surprised how it comes right back to the Wrigley family here in Chicago. But that's neither here nor there. The point is, that's the only way they could really compete. It's the same corruption, only on a massive level. And in the meantime, the American citizen, who not only is denying himself a better product, whether it's gum or cars, the American citizen is cheering against his own freedom, his own choice. And it shows you how stupid you are. And you pretend there's an election. Don't let illegals vote. Why? Could they possibly be dumber than conservatives? Could they possibly be dumber than Trump supporters? Let the dummies in and let's just see what happens. So ridiculous. Because the people here are dumb. That's my broader point. Cheer against your neighbor. Cheer for socialism. Cheer for government control. Cheer against your own value. Then strap on the red, white, and blue pretend you're a patriot when the exact opposite is what this country was built on. This is the exact bullshit we rejected from the king. And if you think I'm wrong, do yourself a favor and read the Declaration of Independence, specifically the trade section, as you cheer for King George now. I think that you, know, like you have to move it in a way that's going uh, to try to delink them as best possible because like, there's, a, there's a challenge there that may not be able to be overcome. Who knows? Uh, but, there, but a deal on economics can be reached, and I think that there's some optimism, and there's no, some there reason for optimism this is all um, on a deal. Uh, you know, I think it has to be beyond you know, a small deal like some agricultural mm. products and some issues like that, and then more, more robust on intellectual property and, yeah. and ways to, to keep them accountable to their, to their commitments. Um, you know, so I think that, again, I think that there's, the expectations are low for this week, um, but it's really good news. And what do, if news. you were to sort of get a calendar out and try to make a timeline of when you think something could be reached, what would even make sense? How would you even never. begin the to, never. to map that out? Yeah, so my expectation and my experience with China over the past 17 years, uh, working in Washington's various capacities, is they love to talk and not do a lot, a lot of uh, follow through. a bit of truth. Here's the other thing. This, this economic policy that Trump is running on, this economic control of the economy, this was stolen from Bernie Sanders. And by the way, Elizabeth Warren is trying to steal it back now. But never forget whose ideals these really are. These aren't freedom ideals. These aren't ideals of true capitalists. These are ideals of corporatists, of frauds, of the corrupt. And those are our choices. Which corruption you like? You like your corruption from the Democrats or you like it from the Republicans? Now, there's a clip here that I don't know what it is, kid. And I'm dying to hit it because it says cruise. But before I hit it, I want to quantify this. The other aspect I've seen of the, of the phony Republicans, phony conservatives, who cry about the thought police when it comes to movies in Hollywood, the same phony Republicans who demand, demand freedom, 
Now what I hear the phony Republicans do is preach tyranny as they try to control Internet companies, the World Wide Web, as I like to call it. Right? So those people who create those entities, they, they don't get to have control over them. No, they're too big. They're too big to own. In fact, those are properties of the politics, of, of the body politics. And you get to cry out, hey, you're not giving me a fair shot, versus the, hey, I own it. That's the real difference. So let's, let's hear, because I'm preparing myself to be stabbed in the back by Ted Cruz, which is why, as a Ted Cruz supporter that I was, and under, under when he was challenging um, Donald Trump, I watched how he folded under the pressure. I watched how he collapsed. I watched how he compromised with principles and fundamentals. And that's why now I don't have high expectations for this guy because he's, he's a fraud with a better tagline. That's how I view him. See, but that's how we're supposed to view politicians. We're not supposed to love them. We're not supposed to hope they knock on our door on Thanksgiving and say, Hi, everybody. I'm here. Like they were some movie star. They're just two-bit con mad. Who, if I pay them enough money, will eat a banana and shit a fruit salad every single time. And it's not just the Democrats that'll do it. So I don't know what this clip is, but I'm preparing it to be Ted Cruz talking about how Google and, and YouTube should be controlled by government. Let's see. Apparently it's just a bunch of screaming. Why does it say Ted Cruz on it? I don't know. This must be some. Who knows what the who knows what the hell it is? I thought it was going to be something about Google because that that is frying me to no end. How Republicans are chanting for a government takeover of internet companies that have that have improved the lives of everybody so much so you don't even remember what life was like before Google. The majority of you have no idea what life was like before Google Maps, before Google. And you know what? I laugh. did you see the idiot? who got stuck, he was trying to get off-road, and Google Maps told him to go through the forest, and the idiot looks at the trees and goes through the forest, gets his truck stuck, and he's mad at Google. There you go. Now be mad at the same thing when, when, when people tell you how economy is supposed to work and you end up bankrupt. But then again, I guess we already did that, right? That's when guys who borrowed money were victims. How dare that bank give me the money I asked for? The money I put on the application? The, the, the money I begged the bank to get? How... How could you possibly give me the money I asked for? Son of a bitch and predators. Right? Those are Republicans too, I guess, huh? Protect me from me. That's the new Republican mantra. Protect me from me. The only difference is at least the socialists are honest about it. They want to be controlled and they demand it. They want government to control you and they demand it. And they call themselves Democrats or Democrat socialists. And we correctly identify them for the slave mentality communists they are of different degrees what's the republican then what's the republican who's chanting the same bullshit protect me from china protect me from value protect me from me because the reality is society in america today can't handle the freedom that the country was built on you can't handle it can't handle the competition you can't handle the idea you might fail because you're afraid that's the bottom line. And whoever gets to control and rally and cattle drive that fear, you know what we call him? President. It's a sad, sad day to realize that. But don't worry. I'll get back on the horse. We'll put on Team Trump. We can all argue about these little ticky tack things that we all really know the answer to. 
But in the grand scheme of things, can you handle the freedom? Good news is I was alive at a time when people demanded it. Now I'm alive at a time when people demand to be controlled. But all things come to an end. That's why the old timers used to say, the country will be free as long as the citizens can handle it. How wise they were. Ben Franklin. You know, he liked the ladies, too. Sure. Was, he had a terrible hairdo, but he, you know, he played the cards he was dealt with. So should you before you strap on a toupee, kid, because you're going bald in there. All right, we'll be back tomorrow, 9 to when I get tired and I have to open the cigar store. And then pretty soon, we've got good news. We're going to be announcing. I'm going to keep the pressure on. We'll be doing this from the uh, Elmhurst Cigar House very, very soon. Thank you for listening. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.